Hello, welcome to Roses and Rhetoric, episode number 58. Uh, my name is Jimmy. Just kidding, my name's Ginny. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. And I'm with my charming co-host. Joseph Stanford. <laughs> did I did I get that right? Uh, close enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It'll do. Yes. Um, yeah, so I obviously am the backup for Jimmy. When he's not available, I, I don't know exactly what he's up to this week. Maybe you can enlighten us, Joe. Yeah, Jimmy's uh, taking some time off this week. Uh, getting back to me for taking some time off the previous week before that. But regardless, we have an excellent, excellent episode for you all today. Jimmy, why don't you explain what we're going to talk about? Yeah, so we are going to go over um, affirmations and... Uh, I'll keep it pretty general right now, and then I'll kind of go into like what affirmations are, um, and then also why Joe quit his job and how he got there and what he did to um, get there. So I guess I'll kind of explain what affirmations are, and then I'll let Joe take over, unless you want to explain first, and go then ahead. I'll go. Take a crack at it. Okay, so affirmations are these, I guess it's... It can mean many different things, So, but it's something that you say or write down. In Joe's case, he writes them down. In my case, I write them down. Um, and it's affirming something that you want to happen in your life or affirming something that you have in your life. Um, so I, I'm definitely one of the type of people that think that um, if you want something bad enough, um, it can happen and you know you can manifest it and... Um, like your thoughts are your reality. So that's essentially what me and Joe do and what Joe has done to an even more extreme level than me. Um, Joe's affirmations kind of include writing something down 15 times a day, I think, 10 to 15 times. Um, and he's, I, I don't know actually when you started doing this. Um, when did you start? Well, let me back up a little bit. Okay. So. Uh, yes, everything you said is correct so far. Um, so as many of you know, or many of you probably don't know, I've been working at a Fortune 50 company for the past seven years. And um, the entire time I was at that company, like it was a good way to make money, it was a good way to uh, make a living, et cetera, et cetera. But it really wasn't my passion. I've always been someone that kind of thrives and freedom and you know very limited supervision I don't really uh, like people telling me what to do more or less so in the back of my mind the entire seven years that I was at this company I had it in my mind like how can I scheme how can I figure out how to establish some sort of financial independence and essentially be my own boss and that takes us to the first time I heard of affirmations um, which was on a Scott Adams episode. Um, Scott Adams has a daily podcast. He's a creator of Dilbert and just overall smart guy, I would say. And what he laid out was the framework of daily affirmations. And what that means is that you pick a goal, you pick something that you want to achieve, and you write that thing down 15 times every day. So for Scott Adams' case, um, for his example, his first affirmation, well, not his first one, but one of the ones that he did in his life was he said, I, Scott Adams, will be a famous cartoonist. 
and every day, um, at the beginning of every day, he would wake up and he would write that phrase down 15 times. I, Scott Adams, will be a famous cartoonist. I, Scott Adams, will be a famous cartoonist. And he did this for a certain amount of time. And uh, eventually he became the creator of the famous cartoon Dilbert. Yeah. Now, this is just one example. Um, he gave some other examples of some other places that he did this. Yeah, go ahead. You should link that episode because I do think it's a very interesting one. And, he, you know, he'll probably describe his method a little bit more. And he kind of go, goes into detail, like, is it luck? Like, what actually is happening that kind of um, makes it a reality when you do this? And Right, the, me the mechanism behind it. Yeah, and... I mean, do you have, what do you think your, you know, what do you think the mechanism is, I suppose? Well, let me, okay, let me, let me give a little bit more background before okay. we dive into the mechanism. Because he gave some other examples. Like, he talked about how he uh, used affirmations to uh, get a certain score on an entrance exam that allowed him to go to Berkeley for business school. Um, again, same thing. He said, I, Scott Adams, will get a 93 on my college admittance test. And he said that like 15 times every day, and then it happened. Um, he had an incurable voice disease. Same thing. I, Scott Adams, will speak perfectly. And then now he has a famous podcast or live stream where he streams every day, and uh, he's narrating his own audiobooks. And for all practical purposes, he has a perfect voice. And he talks about that. But... Um, he, the, I, I should also mention that there's another gentleman named Norman Vincent Peale, who is a, uh, he was a pastor in the early part of the century and a businessman. And he wrote a book, the very famous book called Think and Grow Rich, which essentially outlines the affirmation process and how to do them and how to drive success from them. Um, he's inspired a lot of people, uh, people such as Trump, for example, was uh, a, con a congregator, a member of his church at the time. And if, like Trump or hate Trump, if you listen to his speech, he's always affirming things. He's always saying that this is going to work out, X will work out, X is going to be great, Y is going to be great, Z is going to be perfect. He's always affirming things over and over again. Um, but taking it back to writing the thing down 15 times a day and how that can help you to achieve your goal... It's more or less uh, programming the, the simulation. It's more or less programming the universe around you. It's not some magical thing that's working. Um, how it works is it programs something called your reticular activation. Your reticular activation is where your awareness is in your brain, like what you're primed to look at, what you're primed to notice. Um, there's like a famous example of this, like. There's this phenomenon, like, you hear about one thing, you hear about a new thing, like whether it's a new flower, a new uh, building type, or a new, it's just something. And then once you hear about it, you start seeing it everywhere, because your reticular activation is programmed for it. So, like, let's say a certain type of plant, like a bougainvillea plant or something, like, you're just completely oblivious to it before, but once you prime yourself, your reticular activation, you see the bougainvillea, and then you see it everywhere, Right? So that, that's what this is doing. It's every day when you're writing the same thing down 15 times, it's setting a frame for you to live your life where every decision that you make throughout the day or every thing that you do throughout the day is first filtered through this frame of, oh, is this 
consistent with my affirmations? Is this congruent with my affirmations? Is this going to get me closer to where I want to be? Is this going to, is this going to help me? So by doing the affirmation every day, you're really just subconsciously programming yourself for success to the point where success becomes effortless. It just happens in the background because your mind's just programmed for it. Are you with me so far? Is everything I said make sense? No, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> and um, the other thing about it is that in order for someone to have the drive to write something down 15 times a day, they have to want it real bad. Like, they have to want it really, really bad. You have to want something really, really bad in order to repeat it 15 times a day, every day, without exception. Yeah. And... I think that's... I think you're one of those people, right? Oh, well, yeah, because I, I wanted this I wanted this bad. But but you, this I feel like this is... Was that the first time you've ever, like, tried to manifest or, you know, make something happen like this? Was this your first affirmation by getting... Well, can you say what your affirmation was that you... Sure. So... Wrote down every day? So going back to the beginning of COVID... And then everything kind of shut down and everything was like, everyone was locked down and cooped up. And I mean, my job that was like already, like I really wasn't in love with it. It just got like a lot worse because there's all these politics about working from home and what I can and can't do. And, you know, it's just like my, my, my freedoms just felt even more limited from the whole lockdown experience and all that with the job. So right around that time, I heard the Scott Adams episode and I came up with my first affirmation and that affirmation was I Joseph Stanford will be my own boss and I wrote that down 15 times every day for uh, about a year and a half until it finally came true and it came true in ways that aren't obvious to you and it came true in a way that's unique for me like if you tried writing the same thing down I'm sure that your path to getting to where I got would be very different than what mine was well, I have a question for you. So, so I would say like the normal average person, average job, you know, how can they just be their own boss? Like how could they, you know, I guess like what are you doing now to make money? Like is that a concern? Mm -hmm. How does like a normal person, you know, like become their own boss? Well, you start by backtracking. You define what you want. And then you start writing it down, and then it just programs itself. It just manifests itself, in other words. So, so for, you think all the details will work out? Yes. And everyone's path is different. There's no, like, predetermined path. There's no, like... But I have a question for you. Just to, I'm just being devil's advocate, because I mm -hmm. am a fan of affirmations, and, like, I'll share my experience in a bit. But, you know, before you even decided you wanted to be your own boss, like, you were saving money... You were well, kind of I, I always wanted to be my own boss. So you were kind of preparing yourself for that. I guess yes and no. It was more of like a, okay, I want to have like, I want to get out of the nine to five. I want to be my own boss. I want to get out of this company. But how do I do it? Like, what's the way to do it? So like, obviously I'd read all the business books. I read like all the Tim Ferriss, like four hour work week. Um, I had a couple of side hustles at the time that really weren't producing enough to get me to where I wanted to be. Um, but it was like a grind, you know, it was like, it was, I was putting a lot of effort into like reading these books and making these connections and talking with people and trying to figure out, you know, trying to start businesses. 
figuring out the best way to start making money to get out of my job. And it just, it was, you know, it was working, it was progressing slowly, but it just, it just wasn't getting me there. And I didn't really start picking up traction until I started the affirmations. Mm. And then at the same time I started the affirmations, I made a goal and I made it very clear what that goal was. I, I set a monetary value that I needed to achieve. Um, that translates to a certain degree of passive income that I would need each year in order to survive and have like the lifestyle I want. Cause like, obviously I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be like living in poverty. I want to continue my same lifestyle that I have, but I don't want to have to go wake, have an alarm, wake me up at 5:45 every day and then drive 30 minutes out to Hillsborough and come back at the end of the day and be exhausted, not have time to like do things I want to do. Cause I'm just like wiped out from the day. So it was a grind. It was hard. It was hard to do at first. Um, do you feel like your side hustles now are making you the money that you were wanting? Yes and no. There. So I thought that my well side hustles. I mean, so I guess yeah, you should. It's all I got right now is my side hustles. I, I, but is <laughs> so it like a like full hustle? Is it a side hustle? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean that's the point. Is like I thought that that was going to be my avenue for success that I was going to facilitate and foster these side hustles for growth until the point where I had enough money to live independently. Um, but there were other things came into play. Like I'll walk, I'll walk you through it a little bit. So I set this goal of the amount of passive income I need per year. And then I started reading different books, um, I got thrown into investment books. Tony Robbins has a really good book on investing called Unshakable that I recommend everyone read because realistically, you can't retire before the age of like 50 or 60 without having some sort of uh, investments or taking advantage of compound interest. So I highly recommend everyone reading that if you want to retire before 65. But I mean, again, this isn't for everybody. Not everyone wants to be their own boss. Like That's true. As surprising as that is to me, um, that's that's something I learned. Is that not everyone's interested in it. Um, I don't know. Maybe they think it's unreachable, unfathomable. Maybe they just like being told what to do. Um, but there's probably the majority of people just aren't interested. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, there's someone out there listening to this that will benefit from this and my testimony and might start making some changes themselves. But I started writing this. These books started coming. Um, the market crashed, <laughs> right? Like, remember the beginning of COVID? It just took a big plunge. Yeah. And, um, you know, at that point, I was literate enough in the market and in stocks and investing that I was able to make some, some good decisions with I some money that I I wish I would have known you then because, I mean, you're the first person that really ever, like, helped me invest. I'd mm-hmm. asked people before, but they were just like, you know, no, you need to like save a certain amount in your bank account for like a rainy day. But they, but I don't know. I feel like invest, I think that's important. But I also think now that I've been investing, um, it's just like a whole new level. It's insane to like watch your money grow by doing literally nothing essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The, the power of compound interest. It's the, the biggest secret that no one takes advantage of. And I don't understand why. I'm so upset now thinking about how I could how much I could have made at the beginning when everything crashed. Right. Versus like, I mean, I think I started seven months 
you know, eight, you know, six, seven, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see what happens. Your Joe is my fa- financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to have a good in with him to convince him to do this for you. But well, maybe yeah, if you're yeah. lucky. Right. I mean, it's not. I'm not. I'm not really doing anything that high level or fancy. Uh, I'm a big believer in index funds and reducing risk and investing in the S and P 500. Like that's. You look at the S and P 500. Its average is a 15 percent return over the past. I don't know, 15, 20 years. With the past three, two years just being like, I don't know, 20, 30 percent returns each year, but. I was lucky because I had enough financial literacy at the time that I was able to watch the market crash. I had re- I had sold a house a few years before, and um, I had that money just sitting in cash. So when the opportunity came, I was able to just dump it all into the market, heavily into crypto, heavily into index funds, and then it's it just things just started multiplying. Like I can't really explain. I think the affirmations like. I deserve a lot more credit for this than me, but like money literally just started coming in. I just started getting checks. Uh, I check my accounts and they just be up, up, up. Um, things just, it, it's like it, I didn't put any effort into it. It's like it was a passive process. All I had to do was write the affirmations down and then passively the money just started coming in until I got to the point where I could quit my job and then, um, when that point came a year and a half later, I, I did. And now I am my own boss and I need a new affirmation now. But- I know. What have you been writing down? Cause you're, <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're an avid journaler. Um, you love to write. Um, mm-hmm. I know you're writing something down 15 times a day. So, so what's that new thing that you're writing? Well, I don't, I don't have specific affirmations per se but I, what happened to me is like okay I did this thing where I wrote 15 times a down a day and it worked so I just, I'm taking it to a new, another level like I'm just kind of experimenting with it mm-hmm. and I write certain things down a day every day like certain things I'm thankful for I'll write down or like certain things that uh, I'm kind of like working towards what are you thankful for and what are you working towards well I mean obviously I'm like thankful for like my family and my friends and like my health and being healthy, wealthy, and wise, and all that. Uh, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Folks. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but it's it, it it's more it's more than that too. It's like I have really bad ankles, like really weak ankles, and they're like holding me back for some like f- for some like fitness uh, goals that I'm trying to achieve. So I like say that I'm thankful for my strong and healthy ankles, and I write that down every day. Mm-hmm. And I, what are some other examples like? So you're thankful for them, even though they're holding your, holding you back a bit. Well, I, see, this is where the experimentation comes in, and this isn't this hasn't been uh, proven true yet. So I don't recommend this, or I don't advocate it as strongly as the ad, as the affirmations. But I try to com- combine like gratitude and manifestations in the same phrases. Sure. So maybe my ankles aren't that healthy or not that strong, but I think. I have I express gratitude for them being strong, and then I'm hoping that through that process of writing it every day, you know, it primes my mind in the mornings, and then I start like approaching the gym in a way that, okay, how is this exercise benefiting my ankles? Like as I'm squatting, where are my ankle bones? Where are my ankles? How's my foot look? Like, 
it just kind of frames everything and they are getting stronger and then like another thing I, I like had some trouble sleeping for a while so I would like be express gratitude for like sleeping well sleeping like a baby every night and that type of thing so there, there's just a whole list of like minor things that I write out every day maybe like 10 8 to 10 things um, not 15 times every day the same thing that's like that's like the supercharger that's like the turbo but just smaller things that I've been experimenting with because the other part of it is like I, I was talking about this earlier you have to want it bad enough like yeah and maybe all this affirmation maybe this all these mechanisms I described are are all bullshit maybe that's not how it works maybe it's just anyone that wants something bad enough will inevitably reach that state yeah maybe that's what it is maybe it has nothing to do with the reticular activation or priming your mind I think it does but um I think that has something to do with it I, I also think that I mean I know for you you're always like I control my destiny and the things that are around me mm-hmm. and so Absolutely. and so you know, beyond that, just I think thinking that does something. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but um, it's definitely very interesting. And so I guess I can maybe tell my affirmations. So Joe got me into affirmations. I had never, I mean, I knew affirmations where I'd seen them, but I, you know, I'd normally seen the ones that are like, I am healthy, I am wealthy. I am rich, <laughs> like things like that. Mm-hmm. Not so much like a goal type of affirmation. So yeah, because it's got to be clear, explicit, like very, very like dialed in, like a very explicit, clear goal that you want to achieve. Yes. Yeah, so mine was to find a new job, and so um, there's I, a little bit more than that too, right? Well, and to get a fully remote job. And so I, and I had, I had some other things down there not to worry about like certain things, which came true as well, which was really interesting. So anyways, I was, I think I had this affirmation. I wrote it down every single day for like two months. Um, me and Joe went to Europe and, um, that was kind of like my goal date and it didn't happen. And I was feeling really kind of disappointed, like kind of crushed. Um, it just didn't align with. And just to be clear, what was your, your affirmation? My affirmation was, I will find a new remote job by X date. I forgot, I forget which, I forget which date, probably mm-hmm. like 4th of July, I think is when we went. So by 4th of July. So go to Europe, 4th of July. Um, that didn't happen. Long story short, I get COVID. I ended up um, leaving my job um, because of COVID. And um, so in a roundabout way, my affirmation did come true, essentially. Even though it wasn't the exact way I wanted it to be, um, it happened. And like, um, even when I came back, I was like, because I was unemployed. So I was like, yeah, I, I know it'll happen. I know the right job will come to me. And I think I was freaking my family out because I was saying, like, it's just going to happen. I know it will. And um, a LinkedIn recruiter messaged me on LinkedIn. And um, now I have, like, a dream job at a company that I'm super excited for. It's fully remote. It's exactly um, what I wanted. And, you know, it's just interesting how 
things can kind of happen in a way that maybe you didn't originally expect when it comes with the affirmation. You wanted it to be like this easy way, but it just kind of shows the power of um, when you do do this, uh, things can happen. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. Um, it just emphasizes the importance of being very clear with what you want because and being open to like whatever might happen to get to that point because i think if i was you know saying oh it has to be in this certain way i think i don't think it would work that way yeah like be careful with the words that you choose because it will literally (laughs) happen (laughs) so every word every word is important that you put in there and you want to get you want to get it right you want to spend some time getting it right and maybe maybe over the first like couple months of you writing your affirmation, it's more of an iterative process to find like, okay, that that wording feels a little bit better, that feels a little bit more comfortable to me, like, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, that helps you get there. But you only did your affirmations for about two months. Yeah, and you kind of in a roundabout way sort of got to where you wanted to get. I know. I think that two months is not long enough. I think that you know that's probably lucky. Well, I said I did it for a year and a half. Right. Yeah, but you were also preparing yourself. So, I mean, I don't know if there's necessarily, like, a right or wrong way to do it. I think I would have... I, I just say, don't don't get... Trust the process. Don't get too, uh... Too, uh... What's I, the word? I think where I must... What's the opposite of patient? Impatient? Yeah, don't get too impatient. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think... I think that by putting a end date on my affirmation kind of made it a little bit stressful um and obviously yeah, you can put end dates end dates are fine but i don't necessarily think two, you should put two months in. is kind of a crunch time that's kind of like a it's not a whole lot of time for the universe to start reshaping itself well to then life. explain why that happened for me am i just the the one outlier of affirmations. I don't. Oh, think I, I so. just. I, did, I don't want the audience to get this impression that it's only going to take two months and you'll be there. Like, I think just, if you want something bad enough, you can be there. Okay. I'm not going to say <laughs> yeah. If you want a million dollars and you affirm it every single day for two months, it's. It, you know, I would say probably right. That's not it gonna could happen. take. It could take a year. It I would say. Years. I would say maybe if you affirm like I want to get more money. In two months, I think that could maybe happen, but um, I think that by putting like a specific you need number, to put a, you need to put a dollar dollar value on there. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think you should put specific values. Well, you could say I want to make more money. Like, what if you get a 05 percent raise? That's 05 percent. That is what you affirmed. Yeah, but that's not like. But if you keep that's not going to change your life in any meaningful. Yeah, way. but if you keep doing it, then I think it could change your life in a meaningful I, way. I think. I think a better affirmation would be, I want X dollars, X amount of dollars um, increase in my salary. I don't think so. Scott Adams does it in a way, I'm going to disagree with Joe here. (laughs) So Scott Adams does it in a way, well, he actually did a recent affirmation, him and his wife, where they said, we want to find money. And they keep finding money randomly, like in random places all these different things. They didn't specifically say what type of money they were going to find, but they keep finding money. And so that's like a short-term affirmation that they're both doing. That's just one example. I don't think that you need a time structure. I don't think that you should put a specific um, number on it. Um, 
I think that just adds more stress to it. In my case, that's what happened. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm beyond the affirmations. Um, I'm the I'm a really big into like manifesting. So I will say things, and then like they'll happen. And so maybe I'm just like very lucky with my thing that happened. But I don't think so based on other people's experiences. Yeah, I think um, there's some observer bias that might be at play too. But You've literally seen me <laughs> say the wind is going to stop blowing in two seconds and then I will count t- down to three or whatever and the wind will stop blowing. Mm, well, That's yes. happened on the okay. river and that happened in Spain. So I'm just saying. I think That's that. fine, but I, I don't... I, I understand that these things happen, but I think that that's an unrealistic expectation for the... I don't know. The person out there that's never messed with affirmations or manifesting before. I don't think that manifestations have to be so rigid. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is that if you can explicitly spell out what you want it creates more of a, a metric, like a goal line to work towards. The more specific you are with your affirmations, I think the higher likelihood that you have of achieving that. Unless you say something like, I want more money. I just want more money, want more money, want more money. And then it's like, oh, okay, I got five more bucks. Affirmation complete. Well, that's not, what, that's not really not, what I want I don't when think I'm that stating means my affirmation. your affirmation's complete after you find five dollars. Like, it is, it's more money. It. That's more money. Like, well, I maybe think, you could write, I want to repeatedly find more money. <laughs> or you could say, I want, uh, you know, $1,000. If you say that, it'll happen. But you shouldn't have put an end date on it. You don't have to. I don't know. I haven't experimented with end dates, so I can't really, like, speak to that. Um, I don't know. So I think you that, think my I think affirmation's it, invalid because... No, I don't think yours I, is invalid. Uh, mine was done in two months, and yours took a year and a half. Well, you didn't get your remote job for like eight months. Well, I didn't even fair. want to talk about the remote job. You kind of prodded for that. Well, that's what your affirmation was, was that you would go for the, the I remote think job. more so as I knew that was going to happen secondarily because, you know, that's what I wanted. But I think the bigger thing of that affirmation was I hated my job, and I got COVID and left it. Mm-hmm. After affirming, you know, I'm going to leave my job and find a new one. Didn't get the second part until later, but I did get the first part. Yeah. And uh, just to just to further clarify, like, it doesn't have to be written down every day. You can actually just say it in front of the mirror every day. And you can listen to people like Logan Paul, for example, who yeah. says that they did this. And they said that they would be, they would be famous or something. I don't know what they said exactly, but it listening to it, it definitely came true because they're super famous. Like they're the biggest YouTubers out there. Yeah. And, um, it's just that process. Like anyone that uses that process, you'll consistently see across the board that they get what they want. And it's not some hocus pocus type, um, mechanism behind it. It's not magic. Um, I understand people could be skeptical of it because it sounds a little hocus pocus, but no, it's, it's, it's about as straightforward as you can get. and um, I think that the mind is, like, really, really powerful. And, like, the more we prime something into it, I think the more likely it's going to happen. Yes. Um, once you realize that your thoughts are your reality. Yes. 
then everything changes from there. So true. Okay, funny story, little side note. I That was like the first... So I, I don't have any tattoos or anything, but when I was 18, I really wanted a tattoo and I really wanted your thoughts, your, your reality to be tattooed on me. And I'm so glad I didn't, but it still holds true. And I don't think it would have been a bad tattoo because it's so true. Yeah, well, I, I, it would have been a bad tattoo, but <laughs> regardless of that, it is... Uh, Straight up my chest. Just kidding. It is, it, is, it is true. I mean... We have a lot more control of our realities around us than people think we do. A lot of people fall under this paradigm of just thinking that everything that happens to them is outside of their control. It's not within their, you know, their little circle of control. Like, you can put whatever you want in your circle of control, and then you can therefore control it. I agree. A lot of people, especially when it comes to work, say, oh, my job, my occupation, that's outside my circle of control. Like, I'm forced to work at this company for 35 years, or I'm forced to do this 9 to 5 um, because I got to pay bills and I got to do things. Yeah. And our society, if your reality is weaker than society's reality, you will fall into society's reality. Yeah. And society has a really strong reality, and they brainwash it into you. They really beat it into you since your entire life, you know, from when you start watching Sesame Street um, to when you get older and start watching and reading the news. I mean, all this mainstream media, all this culture, all this social media is there to program a certain reality into you, and it punishes people that stray from that reality. So um, you have to have a strong sense of self, a strong sense of your own abilities to influence reality around you um, in order to achieve your goals. But there's many ways to get to where you want to go. I've just found that this one worked for me in this particular example. And um, as soon as I define or come up with what I want next, then uh, I will 100% be using this process again. Yeah, I agree. Haven't came up with it yet, though, so we'll see. Right. I mean, it's it's hard because it has to be something that you want badly enough that you're willing to take, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I don't know, however long it takes to, like, sit down with a notebook, pull out your pen, go to a quiet place and write it out and do it daily with consistency. Like, it's, you have to want it bad. So... I'm taking my time. I'm not going to force anything into it. But once something comes my way that I realize that this is what I want, we're going to uh, unleash the hounds on it. We're going to give it everything. Yeah. I feel that. I don't know. I feel, like, very lucky right now with, like, my new job that I'm about to start and going to Mexico for three months and just, like, everything that's, like, coming into my life is really, really exciting, and I feel like I kind of created that and, like, put, like, people, or, you know, the right things have just been happening, like, the right people, the right friends, the right situations, just everything has kind of been falling together, and I don't know, it feels really good, and I think it started with this uh, manifestation and, like, uh, affirmation thing, so it feels really nice. Yeah, it's powerful. Please use the caution only for the greater good, not the greater bad. 
Yeah, don't manifest some bad things. Yeah, don't be that person. That'd be messed up. (laughs) Well, but that's that's the other thing is like pessimists and pessimistic people. Yeah, that's what they do is they manifest bad things. That's like they say, oh, today's gonna be so shitty, or oh, this week's gonna be so bad, and they just say it over and over again until it comes true. Or like, oh, this party this weekend's gonna be horrible, or oh, I have this test, I'm gonna do so bad on it. Mm -hmm. Like, never even, don't even let those words come out of your mouth, like. Words are powerful. I was watching like a podcast with Kanye and he, I mean, he's obviously very good at manifesting things. Like he's a multi-billionaire, like top musician, fashion designer, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. But he caught, I watched him catch himself a few times in a podcast, like with this negative self-talk. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm not even going to use the word won't. I take it back. I'm not going to use that. You know, he, he just takes out these negative words, this negative self-talk, but just watch like look at the pessimistic people around you look at the people that say bad things are going to happen like oh i'm never going to get there and then watch they never will because they are manifesting that into their lives they're manifesting negative results into their lives yeah and that is a bad idea it's so true you're really good at catching that well i mean once you get once you enter this world it's like i just see everything's in terms of it like where are the optimists where are the pessimists um who who where are the manifestors where are the authors of reality and where are the uh the npcs or the or the you know the robots the, the robots right i know bad energy i don't know bad energy is like really draining to be around and um when you find high energy people it's really really enlightening honestly because they're very supportive um also, I I don't know. There's different ways to like increase your energy too, which I think are things to maybe like talk about. Like, well, writing affirmations is one. Listening to like high energy music, like things that aren't going to bring you down. Um, just entertainment in general. That's low energy. You know, maybe try to avoid it. Well, that's that's something. I don't know if I agree with Scott on this, but Scott Adams talks about uh, like suspense movies and like dramas and stuff. Uh huh. And he says how he just doesn't watch them because it like it puts you in a state of like stress the entire time. I well maybe he's just a fraidy cat. I like stuff like that. I don't know. I think that's kind of different. But like I don't know. For example, like this is gonna sound really. I don't. Maybe you'll disagree. But for me, I disagree. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of rap music is like low energy and can bring my energy down um, especially if I just listen to that and then when I listen to like really happy like maybe electronic music with like a good beat then it like really brings my energy up you know because it puts me in that automatic like happy mood and I like want to dance and well, yeah. Um, but if you're like listening to like mumble rap all the time I don't know. It's just a little bit low energy. Like, yeah, sure, I at the mean, gym, maybe, but... I, I think there's a little bit of uh, subjectivity to that. Absolutely. I think, <laughs> Absolutely. Different music sounds good to different people, but... Absolutely. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not someone that can really listen to lyrics and understand lyrics and songs or even movies. I'm real big at bad at, like, picking up words. Need but, subtitles. Yeah, but I could see that if you listen to something every day that has like a negative meaning behind it or a negative yeah. negative narrative, how that could drain you and uh, bog it, you down. It literally happened to me. 
So I'm like firsthand experience with that. It's it's so true. Yeah, is this uh, some of that emo music you list, used to listen no, to? No, it was mumble rap. I used to listen to it all the time. <laughs> but they're mumbling. You can't even understand what they're but saying. But you can with some of the words. And it, and then when I started listening to like good electronic music again, then I was like, wow, this is so good and nice and it makes me so much happier. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Like, if you want to be happy, like, you've got to eliminate the sad things from your life. Yeah. Like, if you have, like, a plant that's, like, dying on your windowsill or something, you just got to, like, get rid of it so you don't have to look <laughs> at it every day. Or, I mean, here's another example. I mean, um, I'm not coming at you if you're one of those people that, like, go home and, like, drink a wine or whatever. But, you know, alcohol is a depressant. And if you go home and, like, have a hard day and then you, like, drink, you know, beer or wine or you know, have a beverage or whatever, adult beverage, you know, it, it isn't a, a depressant and it, you know, it probably isn't going to increase your energy the way you want it to. I'm not saying that's the case for everyone, but definitely for me, um, I just can't do that. Or even like coffee every day for me, that is a, you know, it affects my um, system in a way that makes me less happy. And when I switch to green tea every day, I've like, you know, it has increased my energy so much and I feel so much better at the end of the day versus um, when I used to drink coffee every day. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said about... Or eating healthy or like going to the gym or... Yeah, monitor all of the inputs that you're putting into your life. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how mundane or meaningless they appear, you need to just really like look at them with a critical eye. And I think yeah. that's what the affirmations does is it weighs these different inputs like is this bottle of wine that I drink every day before going to bed helping me to get towards achieving my goal or is it not helping me yeah and I I think that's really how it works that's the mechanism of which it works yeah like well I mean like I will like I'll have a you know if I'm out with friends like of course I'll have a drink but um (gasps) I know (laughs) crazy but but like I've consciously cut like all beer out of my life. Essentially, I'll occasionally have a beer if like everyone else's, maybe like a Corona, but like IPAs yeah. or things like that. I won't even drink if I'm like out with friends. It's just it's too much of a depressant on my body, um, and it really really lowers my energy. I can see that, but I mean there are some very high functioning alcoholics out there. <laughs> yeah. So let's not let's not discourage alcohol use completely. Look at Ernest Hemingway. Well, but was he really happy? Charles Bukowski. Was he really happy though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's that, that's, no, that's up for debate. I'm, I'm being uh, I'm being devil's advocate. Um, but but yeah, like I mean, of course, there's some days where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go to the gym, and then I go to the gym, and then I feel amazing afterwards, and I'm you know so thankful that I'm you know doing things that are right for my body, and then mm. you know. S- from when I started going to the gym every day versus like now seeing how much more energy I have, like how much stronger I am and just like looking at myself in the mirror and like feeling proud and like knowing that these changes are going to keep coming. Um, it's like one of the like biggest like energy raisers for me. Mm-hmm. It feels really good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, I think that's about everything I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? 
I think that's it. Although I, I would kind of like to hear about how you raise your energy on a daily basis, Joe. <laughs> uh, well. Um, What's Joe's routine to keep him writing his affirmations every day? Well, it's just, it's just how bad do you want it? Like, a key to being successful, I forget who says this, but it's like, first you got to identify what you want. Mm-hmm. And then you just pay the price for it. Sure. Right? Like if you want to be like skinny, then you identify that you want to be skinny. And then you got to pay the price. And what's the price? It's going hungry. <laughs> it's, no, that is not the price of being skinny. I mean, I, for some people it is. Like that's just what the price is. Or if you say, I want to gain weight, then what's the price? I have to be nauseated and full all the time to get there. Do you have to be nauseated though? Yes. If I wanted to put weight on, I would need to literally nauseate myself with food every meal until I got there. So, that, I mean, that's what it is. It's identifying your goal and then identifying the price to get to that goal and then paying that price. Some people just don't want it bad enough, so they don't pay the price. Like, I don't need to put any more weight on, so I'm not going to force feed myself all the time. And I think that's what high energy is, is when all your actions throughout the day are more or less aligned with your goals. I agree. I think that's what defines high energy. Mm, I like that. <laughs> that's a really good way to end it. Thank you, Joe. All right. Well, why don't you close this out, Jenny? Um, well, thank you so much for listening to Roses and, Re- uh, Roses and Rhetoric. Sorry, my favorite podcast <laughs> in the whole world. Um, Roses and Rhetoric. My name's Jenny. This is my charming co-host. Joseph Stanford, <laughs> a.k.a. Jose four underscore Cuervo. Jose four score underscore. Four score underscore. Find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And follow me, too, if you want. My name's Ginny. You can find me at, at Kitties on everything. Um, don't follow me on Twitter. I'm not really there. <laughs> <laughs> Seven followers, and I'm keeping it that way. Um, but, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it um, that you listened this far, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah. So, on behalf of Ginny... I'm Joseph Stanford saying ciao. Ciao.